This is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden and Keaton. This podcast is for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and awake in class. So whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we are just happy that you guys are here. It's true. We're very happy you're here. And, and we're also very happy this day to have a, have a special guest for you guys. Or at least... Yeah, why do we have a special at, guest? At least an average guest, maybe not super special, but special to us. Um, well, we have a special guest because Caden decided that he didn't want to be on the podcast anymore. No, just kidding. No, Caden's on a lovely retreat. He's taking a break. <laughs> he's on a yes, cruise. He's, he's vacationing and celebrating his long and hard work during the summer. And uh, we wish him all the, the best with that. We will miss him. And uh, yeah, that's basically what happened there. There's no, there's no drama. I yeah, we 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 tried to make it work. Uh, we just couldn't. Yeah, Caden knew that we would replace him. So yeah, and it, hopefully this isn't a permanent no, change. It um, better not be. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, and I think I'm still picking him up from the airport. Oh, you so. are. That's right. That's right. Um, I think. And it, and in the future, yeah. I th- we're we're planning on making this happen a little more often. There's there's changes going to be happening in some of our lives where. We might not be able to be on the podcast as much, like when um, my wife gives birth, then we'll obviously, I'll probably take a little break in there. But uh, yeah. So without further ado. You're going to abandon us for your Well, child? maybe. I don't know. If he's, it depends on if maybe. he's a little pain in the butt or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. But yeah, let's uh, let's introduce our guest. So uh, how do we introduce this person? I he he is. Uh, we could say so many different yes, things. He's, he's very um, close. Spanning from our business relationship with him to personal relationship to uh, let's just keep this business relationship, yes. I, I really appreciate that wait who was that who was that <laughs> yeah who is sorry we just had some interference there for a second i don't know what that was um but yeah he's he's a great guy he's he's my cousin he's jack of all trades and also wrote the well you know arranged the music for this very podcast <laughs> I stopped myself because I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna get copyright striked if we uh, say that he wrote the music to come follow me." But yeah, with well, he definitely borrowed some of the music. Yes. Um, we gave him a couple instructions. We'll we'll probably talk to him a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, friend, family, and uh, coworker at some points, and just overall highly esteemed um, fellow servant of the Lord. That's right. Yeah, uh, full disclosure, he was an assistant to the president, so, you know, you kind of got that going on. He's got that, He's got going, that for going for him. Um, <laughs> and without further ado, but, Spencer uh, Rolfson, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, that was the Spencer longest Rolfson. intro that I've ever received for me, <laughs> by far. Like, six times over, the longest intro I've ever received for me yep. for anything. <laughs> but How I appreciate it. How do you introduce it. someone who, you know, is so much, you know? There's so much <laughs> that makes up who you are. Yeah. There's so much we want to say about you. There's so much we can't say about you. There's so much. It's just too much meat uh-huh. there for everyone to chew on. It's so true. We're yeah, we're happy to have Spencer on the podcast today. Um, he's actually one of the people I personally go to some when I have certain questions about the gospel or just need a need a solid chat um, about uh, where my headspace is at. And so I'm happy to have him here. Yeah. And he was more than happy to uh, join us today. 
Yes, so it's true. Hopefully he doesn't blow <laughs> yes, it. Yes, I, I, I joked about him being assistant. I, I was just being a little, uh, a little facetious <laughs> there. But uh, he is like he is great, and and it it's been often that we've had gospel conversations, whether it's in our old roommates group chat or or other times. And uh, Spencer has always been a good voice of reason and and bringing it back to, the the basics of the gospel. So. He's the he's a, a perfect. Don't choice. get me wrong. He's he's a very loud <laughs> voice of reason, but uh, sometimes oh, that was it's well better played. to be. Hard. I'll give you that. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, so Spencer, how about um, how about you? You tell us a little yeah. bit about how you came up with uh, the the intro and sure. outro to our podcast. Yeah, gnarly. Okay, right well, first of all, um, I'm really happy to be here. I listen to every podcast um, because you guys are my friends, and I'd feel bad if you like lost listeners. But uh, but also because I, I'm really edified by it, and uh, and I really appreciate what you <laughs> what you have to say. Um, I uh, no, it's uh, I don't know. I I drive a lot. Um, I'm living a few hours away from uh, my hometown, and there's a little bit of back and forth, and so um, I just like put you guys on, um, and really appreciate it. So it's definitely like an honor to to be here with you, dudes. Um, but as far as the song goes, uh, yeah, I'm um, uh, I'm like the one in, in kind of our friend group that spends a lot of time in my mom's basement making tunes, and so. Uh, so Braden and Keaton and Caden approached me and said, hey, can you make a little ditty to start our, <laughs> our podcast with? And I said, yes, please. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, um, I'll just say there's uh, heavy inspiration from a particular hymn um, that I can't remember the number of. Uh, but the name of that hymn is really similar it's to this. One, it's a 116. Wow, holy. Wow, good memory. That was awesome. Is it not? Is, it not? is that what it is? I, I'll double check. You sounded you so confident, I believe you. I'm not sure. But uh, I'll just do a ding noise in the future oh, if nice. I find out okay. that that's what it Nearly. is. And then an Keep going. Here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just sort of started with that. Um, I Honestly, my first sort of, like, approach at it, it, it was kind of video gamey. And, uh, ding. Oh, nice one. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Brayden helped me. Uh, sort of recorrect and say, yeah, we're we're not starting a video game. We we want we want it to be just like an easy kind of get into get into a little talk sesh. So I said, oh, okay. So it, it really um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, it, <laughs> it 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 just is it just no <laughs> no. It was it's very important to me. But uh, uh, but why why it's important to me is uh, is always what comes in between hearing the tune. Um, uh, when I listen to the podcast each time and it's, uh, um, I, you know, I'm just, I don't know, was honored to be a part of, this is honestly just a really, a really wholesome and good endeavor that you guys have, uh, making this podcast and I really admire you for it. So I was grateful to be included and I'm, and I'm also especially grateful to be included today. Yes. Yeah, so we're awesome. We're happy well, to you have you. Get yeah. Our, yeah. You can get our <laughs> contact info later on, on Spencer if you want to hear more about his music yeah, um, we'll make sure to plug in his personal life we'll add him that uh, he does but uh yeah i guess we can post a link well, or something and, and to his page if people are curious about what else he does and what else he creates but yeah on um, the website we're the but, like fireside website we're actually able to create like a guest profile for him so we'll cool. be able to yeah, update let's do that. some of that info so yeah fear not you'll <laughs> be able to to uh creep spencer all you want following this or during this just don't get too distracted yeah, by his driving so 
Looks. Let's get into the uh, the lesson here. A little bit of a later start, but uh, it's justified because we want to explain to people what's going on and who they're hearing. <laughs> That's not Katie. Because yeah. <laughs> that can be unsettling, hearing a strange voice talking about things that you know and love. Um, so this week's lesson, November 11th to 17th, um, we're digging into Hebrews again. The title of the lesson is, An High Priest of Good Things to Come. Um, so I guess we could speculate what high priest that is, but uh, this lesson will go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that. It's a shorter lesson, um, and we're kind of wary, I guess is the right word here, to talk about some of the things in the lesson, strictly because there's so much um, speculation, I guess, involved with some of the topics that we don't want to get on like our own little tangents of our own understanding but i hope we can reel it all in and uh make it you know an enjoyable understandable portion yeah there there um, is a lot of things that we could go into there's a lot of specifics about the tabernacle that gets talked about during this and so we we as much as we'd like to you know have a two hour three hour long podcast about those things um fully sarcastic <laughs> that is not something that we'd enjoy yeah, um we yeah we're just gonna try and go through it as base as we can just in order to get you know the principle of of what's going on because that's the purpose of all of this just to keep us all informed to keep us spiritually prepared for the week and things like that so yeah let's uh yeah let's jump on in here so with the with the beginning of the uh, intro here. The first hook sentence, it says, uh, even faithful saints at times suffer reproaches and afflictions that can shake their confidence. Um, I think we talked a little bit about doubting and like leaning towards making mistakes and whatnot in the last episode. This, I guess, is a kind of a carryover topic, but not really because this one's talking more specifically about reproach and certain afflictions due to, um, you know, unforeseen circumstances i guess yeah and uh what uh, i was gonna to say yeah like mean? essentially this this intro is just saying like that paul paul knew that there's a lot of converts recently and he knew they were struggling so he just reminded them you know of of all the prophets and and the witness a cloud of witnesses it says um that have promised that god's promises are real and they're worth waiting for it just it mentions this heritage of faith and that they need to look unto Jesus. And it's because of him that we're able to, you know, do all these things. It's because of him that all these promises will come to pass. And so, yeah, that's, that's essentially like a cliff notes of the, of this summary here. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. A lot of them were facing, like a lot of the converts were facing persecution. And I guess like real quickly, we can go in and talk about, um, you know the the early days of of this church like the latter like the church of jesus christ of latter day saints and how often like they had to move from town to town like how often they were persecuted like the whole story behind joseph smith's persecution and all of that going on there like we use that today as kind of stories to help us keep going like oh well like the pioneers had to do you know so in like so many different things just to you know, receive some of these blessings. Uh, we travel four kilometers max just to get to the nearest, you know, chapel or something, yeah. right? Like there's all these like crazy stories that I know I've heard throughout my 
my entire life that I'm like, oh yeah, geez, like those stories are crazy. And I, <laughs> like, if those people had the faith to do it, like, I'm sure I can find the faith or like muster up the strength to like stand up for what I believe for, or, um, have faith in the things that are being taught to me or, you know, exactly what the, the phrasing was here that like good things will come we just have to kind of rely on th the word being god and and um just wait for it yeah right? it reminds me of one of my ancestors of course when we look back at all of the stories of our pioneers or or just of pioneers in general because obviously not everyone has pioneer ancestors they just have these stories that are so amazing and and whether or not that there's been you know years of stories passed down you know like a big game of telephone and things get expanded upon and exaggerated either way the stories are still pretty awesome <laughs> and great grandfather michael actually had three legs when he crossed the ravine <laughs> and he lost two of them 20 and <laughs> he lost two of them and he lost two of them but he still keeps walking yeah. uh, he yeah my my ancestor this is uh benjamin f johnson some other listeners might also have him as an ancestor that would not be surprising it's because of him that uh a lot of my in-laws are related <laughs> to my siblings that they married <laughs> it's, thanks ben it's, oh it's interesting. a fun time but Great. yeah so <laughs> wonderful. wonderful oh it's fine um anyway there he's his experience is actually in the book, Our Heritage. I don't know if you read any of those in the little like missionary packet of, uh, of books that they used to give out. Essentially, this one guy wanted to kill him because he was a member of the church. And so he, you know, I, I believe as it goes, he like tied him up and he was just going to shoot him with his gun. And the gun went off two times, but it, it misfired every time. And so this bystander was like, "Hey man, you got to you got you got to fix up your gun a little, you know? Like you you must really stink at this." And uh then the guy tried a third time to shoot him, and the gun exploded and uh killed the guy who was trying to kill my great 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 grandfather. So uh so I I you know, when I was on my mission, I kind of viewed that as a, you know, that means that I have immunity from gunshots. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. that's unrealistic. <laughs> but it runs in a family. <laughs> I hope you know. You know, I'd, hopefully uh, Newfoundlanders <laughs> don't have guns. Otherwise, it would have been. Uh, thankfully, yeah. I mean, they don't have that many guns. Otherwise, I would have. They just hunt moose up there. They don't hunt missionaries. Thankfully, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it just it's stories like that that make just make you think. Like, man, I really haven't been through much at all compared mm -hmm. to some of these people, and. And like you were saying, you compare those pioneers and then you would go even further back to the pioneers that this book or that Hebrews is talking about. Those guys had it even worse, you know, than the pioneers in Joseph Smith's time, right? Like, it, it's just crazy to, to think of that. As I had well. an experience um, the when uh, long like suffering. at the end of my mission, it was nowhere near, uh, was it Ben Johnson, Benjamin Johnson's experience? Was that the guy's name? Nowhere near that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, uh, kind of like a similar vein um, where uh, I, I think I've told uh, both you guys about this, but uh, near the end of my mission, um, we had a guy uh, try to secretly film us um, for an anti-Mormon video. Oh, yes, um, that's right. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and he did. Like he, he came up to us and, and he seemed so sincere and was asking us questions and, and uh, out like sort of the side of his pants pocket, uh, his phone was recording us and, um, and uh, he was just talking really fast and had a lot of crazy questions. 
Um, and it, it totally ended up in an anti-Mormon video. And so like a, a really unflattering shot of like below my chin and me talking <laughs> really quickly and, and really frantically and trying to keep up with this guy's questions and stuff. It's on YouTube. Um, okay, obviously, okay, I don't recommend anyone looking it up. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like terribly face shaking. Like it honestly isn't like super well made or like convincing or anything, but like, but anti-Mormon material just like makes you feel gross. So like, I, I just don't recommend anyway, but uh yeah, it's a funny story, but yeah, we won't yeah. link it just because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to link it. That's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so any Anyways. of you guys shaking in your testimonies, go on over Here's to... Here's our listing <laughs> of the top 10 worst anti-videos. You won't believe... Number, number one, three. this guy's chin. Um, but uh, so yeah, I, I got home, and the first day uh, that I was home for my mission, I got home at like 7 in the morning, and I was having breakfast with my family for the first time, and they're like, oh, by the way... Uh, uh, we and your mission president kept it secret from you, but you're in an anti-Mormon video, and and it totally bummed me out. Like it like ruined my first day home. <laughs> I was like rats. Like I was thinking like man, like I don't know this whole mission. Like I was just trying to represent a, a church and a savior, and now my face and my words are being used. I mean, obviously not with my permission or with my intent, but still, my face and words are being used against him, and felt pretty dumb. And so, like, I definitely was kind of thinking, like, why would that happen? Like, it, it was honestly in the last, like, three weeks of my mission, I'm sure, that that happened. And I was uh, really just bummed out about it. But uh, the, the, I guess a couple things that, that helped me is, as I started to turn to the Lord to try to overcome it was just remembering in uh, Doctrine and Covenants 121, there's the bit about, uh, like, man's puny arm can't stop the Missouri River from its course kind of thing. I, I'm probably quoting it wrong. But uh, just the, so then, like, you know my dumb face can't stop the work of God, you know, and like, and you know, like these, these attacks that, that seem, uh, that can seem so, so dangerous or, or so pivotal or whatever really are not compared to the work that God's doing. And also just, uh, when we ended up, uh, leaving that conversation, obviously having it, the spirit, it wasn't kind of that, you know, that comforting, you know, warm feeling. It was, it was more of that uncomfortable get out feeling. And, and so once we did, then we felt an increase of the spirit afterwards and, and it comforted us and helped us. And so remembering that experience for what it actually was and not just focusing on the bad, I don't know, help me have faith through that because, uh, in, in my perspective, that was, a a time of reproach and affliction. But uh, but even, I think the line, it says in the paragraph, it says, because of him, whenever adversity makes us want to draw back, we can instead draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. And uh, so, I don't know, that was an experience for me where I, where once I, once I finally, I don't know, like kind of manned up and like talked to God about it kind of thing, instead of just being embarrassed by myself, then it helped me increase my faith instead of shaking my faith. So, so yeah, I don't know, that's something that related to me. That's cool. I really enjoy that story. I also enjoy... Uh... The scripture and doctrine and covenants you talked about there, like man's puny arm can't stop the yeah Missouri yeah, yeah that's right. is, is that, that what you said? That's funny. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, my dumb face can't stop. Yo, it, if anyone ever stumbles across that video, well, my face it just looks got so me dumb. thinking. Like, like you have no idea. <laughs> well, like it, it got looks me thinking, fine. Like, years Come from on. Now. Like people just complaining about Spencer, being like, this is the guy that ruined it all. <laughs> he stopped. It. No. Um, and, and I appreciate your story there, Spencer. That's awesome that you shared that. And uh, I'm sure there's like loads of people who have had um, similar situations where they've been challenged like on the spot and they just want to they just want to represent the Lord the best they can. But sometimes he doesn't give us those tools in that moment because he's trying to teach us something or, you know, like it'd be awesome to be 
able to like go look at that video and say like oh yeah watch the video because i shut him down so hard and like he stumbles around well that's the thing but is it's like it's almost they edited it so that anything that spencer yeah because spencer like i think you'd said that you did like do pretty good well but that they i mean just I, I answered his questions i don't know if out. it was great but yeah they uh they, they <laughs> I, I don't know I, I gave my answers to his questions i guess i don't know about about them being great but uh no it, it definitely it was chopped up and cut up and so like a 20 minute conversation was condensed to four minutes of basically just him asking questions and then they had like a fun cartoon at the end of it talking about what more oh yeah be. that's right like an yeah, old was, cartoon that's pretty wild <laughs> Weird. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit more about something you said, Keaton. Uh, it's it's in the intro here, but the it's even in quotation, quotations. It says, a cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. You guys know me and, and my appreciation for the usage of certain words. Clouds. What uh, what do we think of cloud is of a fun why they use the word cloud in here? In Super Smash Bros? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a more serious note um a cloud of witnesses like i think of like uh any any time i think of any witnesses like i guess the first thing i go to is like witnesses of the book of mormon or something but like even like witnesses on trial like it's just like one person and i've been watching um i've been watching a lot of suits lately just to kind of catch up on on what i missed i guess and something i appreciate all the time is when they call witnesses to the stand or something because it's always interesting that like everyone's always innocent until proven guilty and it's up to the jury to like decide whether or not um the witnesses testimonies change their outlook right mm-hmm. and so when i think of the phrase a cloud of witnesses i just think like there's no way you can go through a cloud without like literally every single part of your body or like whether physically or metaphorically speaking i guess or hypothetically speaking um that isn't like touched or surrounded by this cloud because you don't just like walk through a cloud and then it just whisks away from you yeah like it it like you almost are engulfed in it right well yeah a cloud is like a group of water part like evaporated water particles right and mm-hmm. and a cloud only like you're seeing my imagery well, and, right? and the thing that it, it's great is just because it's a cloud basically means a group like a cloud would cease to exist if it wasn't you know all grouped together and I, I think there's right, deeper right. ways to even look into it. But yeah, it's just brilliant usage of, of that word to to say, you know, who these people are, like what they mean to these these converts. It's great. Well, and, and because you can group them all up in such a way, right? Like the, the names they give in the lesson are um, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Joseph, Moses. And then they go on to say like a cloud of witnesses and you think of all those names and then you think of all the names that have come after them and you just go like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty solid cloud to kind of stay in. Yeah. Holy, like I don't, like if you're kind of going by that, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I just like the wording there and I think it's important to remember that, um, there's, there's a cloud of witnesses in every congregation, I think. So no matter where you are, um, like there's, there's believers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And those believers are going through, you know, reproach and afflictions, but they are all also waiting on those promised blessings that are real and are coming their way and that are worth waiting for, I guess. And so they're kind of standing true. Well, and it's interesting, um, too, because he didn't include Adam. You know, he started at Abel, which I think is interesting because it's, you know, that's the first, well... 
generally, you know, the first famous generation who wasn't, you know, right there with God the whole time or some of the time, you know. I think let's move on to some of these points here. I think we're doing great. We are worried that we're going to run out of time really quickly, <laughs> but we're just jumping right into stuff. Yeah, I was just looking at the <laughs> clock. I was like, oh my goodness. All right. So the first heading here is the Melchizedek priesthood is the higher priesthood. Yep. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I don't think that's understood. Yeah. And, I, and there's some scriptures that it wants us to go through, but essentially it's just kind of saying, you know, for a long time, and I'll be, I'm almost just paraphrasing what it says. The Jews used the Levitical priesthood, which is also the Aaronic priesthood. But when, um, with the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ came the Melchizedek priesthood, which offered even more blessings. And of course we get to learn a little bit more from reading through Hebrews. So here's some of the truths that we find in that. And so I can start, I'll read the Joseph Smith translation, Hebrews chapter seven, three twenty-one. Those who are ordained to the Melchizedek priesthood are made like unto the Son of God and are priests forever. Spencer, do you want to do the next one? All right, here I am. Okay, so Hebrews 7, 11. If, there, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? Awesome. That's great. We we are reading uh, in the individuals and families uh, thing. It kind of does a little summary of the, the scriptures. But it's good that you read the scripture. That's awesome. Man, I psyched That's myself great. out. I was like, I think I'm on the wrong place. <laughs> okay. Very embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. That's great. So, yeah, the Levitical priesthood does not offer perfection. And so it was superseded by the Melchizedek. Braden, do you want to grab the last one there? Yeah, for sure. So in Hebrews seven twenty to 21, it just goes on to say that the Melchizedek priesthood is received through an oath, which is interesting because it doesn't make any reference to the Aaronic priesthood being received by an oath. And so we got to go into, you know, what that oath is mm-hmm. and what it means to receive the Melchizedek priesthood. Um, and I think it's this verse here, actually, uh, in 20 to 21. Um, that I'm going to just read, I'm going to read 21, because it says, For those priests were made without an oath. And this is talking about the Aaronic priesthood. Um, But this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so this oath just is like an everlasting oath. Like once you receive the Melchizedek priesthood, you have it and you're a priest uh, forever is what they're saying. One thing that I can, uh, mm-hmm. that like I for sure can can attest to, um, is just like the. Uh, well, are, I you really sure? am. are you sure? Are you sure? I don't use that word lightly. Um, is just like the question after those uh, those three uh, references is the what blessings have you received from the Melchizedek priesthood and its associated ordinances, and uh, when I was thinking about that question while reviewing this lesson. I actually thought of uh, the the stake presidents and stake presidencies that I've had um, and the high counselors that I've had in my life. So I thought about like temple recommend interviews and when I was preparing for a mission and working with uh, high counselors uh, in certain callings and cooperating with them and, and coordinating about uh, activities or about uh, missionary work or whatever. In uh, a lot of those meetings and especially in, in those interviews that I've had uh, with stake presidents and the counselors, definitely uh, some of the most spiritually important or, or sacred, I guess, experiences of my life where I um, 
uh, where I came to know God better through their understanding of the gospel, but also just their calling. And, uh, and I knew that, that Christ was acting through them to help me and, and to, uh, I guess, make me better and to, and to increase my faith. So just in, in uh, I guess, kind of a simple way, they, they have blessed me. You know, <laughs> what blessings have you received from Melchizedek Priesthood? The, I don't know, my Melchizedek Priesthood leaders have blessed me in, um, in, in the ways that they communicate with me and in priesthood blessings, literally, and, and whatnot. So that's been my experience. That's what I thought about. Okay. So on, here's, here's something. I'm not trying to, you know, be the devil's advocate or something, but this is an, actually an interesting um, topic point that I'm, I'm just kind of thinking through my head right now after looking at that question, like what blessings have you received? Um, are there any burdens that come along with the Melchizedek priesthood? I'd say like, like, uh, you know, you know how like everybody is as a missionary is like, it turns out like it wasn't even a sacrifice kind of thing. And, and some, some people have really hard missions and they're like, uh, yeah, it was. And then, but then, you know, like God makes up for it in other ways. Um, and, uh, that kind of thing. I, I think it's probably a similar thing with, with the Melchizedek priesthood where, you know, some people, their experience is like, wow, I, it's never been a burden because anytime I give, God just gives it right back to me kind of thing. And, and some people might struggle with that, that idea and say like, actually it is hard. Like I, you know, I do have to give a lot of time or I'm not confident in myself or, or whatever, whatever like issue you might have. But, uh, um, but I don't know, as far as like tipping the scales kind of thing, it, it's always in our favor and God is always doing more on his end for us uh, than we are for him. But, uh, but people might, uh, I guess, have different, different outlooks on it just, just based on their own experience. But I know that, that God's doing more work than we are. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent way to put it. Like, and like the reason I ask is cause like I've definitely seen it for all of its blessings, but I've also seen it in certain times in my life where I'm like, man, this is such a heavy weight to carry because of like the covenant that you enter into. And it's like, you know, that, you know, like I, I really shouldn't be messing up because I know what I, what I yeah. signed up for sort of thing. Um, God, God still expects us to mis- make mistakes and whatnot. But, and, and that's why I think it, it's, for me, it's like a bittersweet kind of burden in that it's a, it's a heavy weight to carry on your own. But I think it's important to remember that, um, you know, there, there's some burden to everything that comes to you know being a good thing like christ didn't just die like there is a whole process to how it happened and it wasn't like it wasn't i'm gonna say glorious because no one would want to go out that way um but it was glorious in that he did it for all of us right um and i think it's important to remember that you're right spencer i think it's it's more god's in our favor than against us and he's not going to give us the the power to do these things like he's not going to let us enter into a covenant that's going to burden us for the rest of our lives and be something that truly makes us worse because it's true that if we do exercise um priesthood with faith and with um worthiness then it, it it's a huge blessing in our lives but it can i guess put a, a damper on things if you start exercising it out of um, unrighteous or unworthy uh, virtues, yeah, that's fair. Well, like with I'm, I didn't try to get too tangenty there, but I was just thinking like what what that question meant to me, like what blessings have you received from the Melchizedek priesthood, or 
or like what burdens have you received so hopefully that's not oh, too much enough. of a tangent for you keaton oh it's it's good I, yeah I, I yeah i like that thought as well just yeah what burdens burdens that build us up you know yeah that's fair that's a good way to put it that's true because it's still like real yeah. i don't know people still have real issues when you have a testimony or when you have the one because like priest said yeah it's not for like sure. nothing's ever hard now yeah it doesn't just fix totally, yeah. things for sure. what i was trying to say like it doesn't just like oh well you have the melchizedek yeah, priesthood totally. now now yeah, you're fixed it's true yeah god just makes the best of every circumstance you know and the priesthood is one of the tools he uses to make that happen to like mold it into whatever he needs it to become yeah as priesthood holders you know make themselves available and worthy to assist yeah that's generally yeah it's cool well and that's that's why the whole like a cloud of witnesses things for for me as a priesthood holder was important to me because like yeah i i think that's important to everyone regardless (laughs) of whether they're as a priesthood holder but like just as a priesthood holder, uh, no, sorry. Um, as a person, I didn't mean it like that. But like, as as a person, I guess I I appreciate it a lot because like I've struggled with like, you know, being super, uh, f- um, giving. I guess with with priesthood because I'm never really sure like if people are asking for it or not, and like it's it's a hard thing for me to try to gain every single blessing from, and it's something I need to improve on for sure, so that I'm more readily um, prepared to help everyone around me I guess yeah one of maybe this is a little like a tangent but I one of the things that I struggle with the most is asking for help in different situations and I think Mm -hmm. there was a moment a few years ago now where I was struggling in a lot of things I was struggling in school I was like stressed about a lot of stuff I was just life you know when life gets you down and I think I think it was um, this is before I was married. I forget if I felt that I needed to get a blessing, or um, my future wife prompted me to get one, or whatever the case was. But I was like, okay, I haven't gotten a blessing in like a <laughs> long time. So, but I should, you know, I have a home teacher. I should, you know, text him and say, hey, can you come give me a blessing? And so my home teacher at the time, Sam, he came and just, you know. Gave, gave me a blessing like it was no big deal like it was just like something that he was willing to do and it was like the best thing ever <laughs> it was like completely you know helped out a lot of situations that I was going through and and like ever since that point when was the last blessing I got you know probably not one super recently and it reminds me it that it just reminded me now that I'm just like man I, re- I really should be using the priesthood more because i know that the benefits are there Take more advantage yeah but i just kind of let it sit on the back burner and say no this is just for emergencies (laughs) you know when in reality it's just it's for when we need it when we want it you know now there's a balance to that too you know it's not like you know you get a blessing for your cold you know but if you feel like it Mm -hmm. go and do it like there's no harm that can really be done so i just was reminded of that and i Felt there like was a story that. that I um I read uh, recently about uh, President Monson, um and you might have seen it too. I just saw it on a feed of something that I was scrolling through. I don't know, but um where it was like uh it was Halloween night and he uh, went to the hospital um to go visit someone that he thought of where he knew that they weren't like active in the church anymore, but he knew they were in the hospital and um I feel like that's 
this like the start of every story about President Monson, <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, he he goes and and both this guy that he remembered and his wife they were both sick in the hospital, um, and he uh, spent some time with them, and then uh, it says in the story that he says to the guy he says I would like to give you a blessing, um, and then uh, so then he does and it's really good and then um, and then he says you know to the guy like uh, would you like to assist me in giving your wife a blessing, and so then they do and it's awesome. And uh, I thought that was great. Um, just kind of, I don't know, like two, um, like, like two points of it. The, the first just being that he, you, you know, like it's, you know, often, at least for me, oftentimes there's the struggle, kind of like you were saying, like not knowing when to ask for it or when to offer it kind of thing. The idea where like, oh, it's based on their faith. So like I should never offer, <laughs> should never offer, which is totally wrong. Um, it Like you totally should, uh, you know, tell people like, Hey, I like I have the Melchizedek priesthood, and I'm in a position where I can help you. And uh, would you like some help, kind of, you know, and to offer it that way? Um, because just because you're the one that brought it up, or just because you're the one, um, you know, not not trying to, you know, coerce, but but encourage, kind of thing, and say like, no, this is a good idea, and and like it'd be useful for you. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not then exercising faith uh, for receiving that blessing, because um, that's what God does with us. Like He, you know, He encourages us and He He prompts us and tells us to do things. So it so that doesn't mean we're not you know exercising faith because we're responding to to His encouragement or what you know you know what He's trying to tell us. Um, and also just that you know this guy was a less active member of the church, um, but in in that particular instance, uh, the the Spirit moved upon President Monson and um, and I don't know. Um, at what stage of his life he was. He was probably an apostle because he was an apostle for like 90% of his life. But um, but just, you know, him, you know, this guy, he's still, because he'd made an oath and and covenant about the Melchizedek priesthood, uh, he still possessed it. Um, even if maybe maybe the power um, that, uh, that was there um, wasn't necessarily the same as if he'd been, you know, active or, or trying to feed himself spiritually the whole time. Um, but the power was was brought by the spirit in the room at that moment, um, and uh, you know through President Monson's willingness and through uh, through like the Lord's willingness to provide. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was a really great um, experience about Melchizedek um, Priesthood power and its availability, um, and how how we can access it, kind of thing. Well, and, uh, yeah, I think that faith and love really do go hand in hand. So I think when there's when there's the love there, you know, when there's the desire there. You know that kind of brings about itself faith, and God knows yeah. that, right? So even if it, with the husband there, That's yeah, cool. of course, like God, God's gonna hear yeah. that. But yeah, I, and again, it just it does remind me, like anyone listening to this, of course. And I, I'm speaking to myself as much as I am to you. <laughs> I, I'm just reminding myself that right now, just that, getting a blessing does not have to be a life changing experience. It doesn't have to be, you know about a certain thing to make a decision it can really just be you know i need some comfort right now i need some peace right now i think i know i know someone who often would try tries well i shouldn't say tries because then it <laughs> um i know of someone who you know tried to to get blessings specifically in relation to you know who they were dating at the time and you know what the future would be for that scenario and I just think that that those aren't necessarily the things that we really should be asking for. It's especially when it's blessings, you know, it's we're asking for peace. We're asking for inspiration. We're asking for things to help out our own lives and to help influence our agency for good and to use it, you know, with charity. We're not trying to see the future. You know, we're not trying to have our agency influenced 
Like we're not trying to have our decisions made for us by whatever the person giving it's the blessing. It's not necessarily a fortune. Yeah, it's not a patriarchal blessing, right? Not not by mm-hmm. that specific. Obviously, if you're getting a blessing by your father, technically <laughs> it's a patriarchal nice blessing of sorts. That's not <laughs> what I mean. I mean, it's it's not there to you know tell of your future and things like that. So I just I need to remind myself of that often. Of just, it's not a life changing thing. It's a I need help in this moment thing. Right. Sorry for the tangent. Well, but I it's think true. No, that's that's fine. Like I think that's why it's it's cool to mention like many blessings can be received through the priesthood, but it's important to remember which ones are actually coming from the Melchizedek priesthood. And, and the fact that we can kind of go on and on and on and on about it goes to show that it truly is the the higher higher priesthood whereas ironic it's you know there's baptism and other things that go along with it uh, and uh, I think that's the the main points that they're trying to throw out here is that um, it being the higher priesthood God puts more trust in us to serve his his children right in the ways that he would as a father yeah um, and I think and so that's why I think Oh, well, oh go sorry. on and say your thing. Because I was going to go. I was going oh, yeah. go to go on to the next, next point. One. I just again another point just about blessings. It's just such a good topic. We could talk about a whole podcast on blessings, but there is situations where you know people don't have the priesthood available or don't have it available worthily, worthily, and you know God always listens. He's He's not got, not going to hear you or not going to help you because you don't have a priesthood holder around. Like there is so much, like you can still pray there's so much that could be done. Yes. By just praying. Yeah. Like I, I know that uh, one thing that I say sometimes, I wouldn't say I say it enough to have it like a thing I always say, but there's a lot of revelation that can be received at the side of your bed rather than going to the temple, you know, going to the temple, going to the celestial room, getting a blessing. Those things are great and they're great ways to receive revelation but that doesn't mean that we're not able to receive those same revelations at the side of our bed, right? And so I just think that, yeah, there's situations where the priesthood isn't around, where the temples aren't around, things like that. And so sometimes we get stuck in that mindset of, oh, well, I can't be helped right now. I can't. No, we can be helped. It all just depends on our humility and what word am I looking for? Real intent (laughs) words I'm looking for. It all depends on those things. So. Well, and, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because that that almost bridges into the next section like perfectly in that, you know, there's things we can do at home, but then there's ordinances that happen specifically in buildings of the church, mm-hmm. right? And so this um, next topic is ancient and modern ordinances point to Jesus Christ. And it goes on to, to talk about a lot of the ancient um, ordinances that were going on in the tabernacles of old, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was talking about, you know, the bridge of what ordinances do we participate in today um, that point towards Jesus Christ, like that point us specifically to Jesus Christ. And so are there any ordinances that <laughs> you guys can think of that point us to Jesus Christ? Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think this topic, maybe there's there's not too much to fully discuss just because, it, you know, we know what the ordinances are we could list things out and, you know, try and delve into deeper. But I, I think we've kind of just done a good, uh, I don't know. I, d- I just don't think there's too much. We should really dig too much more into this. I, w- I would say with, um, there's some great yeah, old videos on the tabernacle. That's what I was going to say. The, there's the seven minute video about the tabernacle. And, uh, while it's, it's a little dry, uh, it's, uh, it's real. it's actually really informative. I learned a lot. 
um, just about uh, what each of the elements of, of the tabernacle mean. Um, and then there's also a, uh, like, I, I, think it, I think it'd be kind of disrespectful to say the word cringy. So I'm not going to say that word. But uh, so I don't know. Okay, we'll bleep you out. People will think that you swore. Oh, That's no. Perfect. Rats. I'm <laughs> just kidding. We will. We um, will. But uh, definitely made a long time ago, um, just with a different, uh, I don't know, maybe a different artistic sense than I have. Maybe that. It might just be a me problem, actually. But uh, anyway, this one video that I totally recommend watching, it's this guy who travels back in time to his younger self, and then he looks at cool cars, and they say stuff like, this is swell, and it's just, it's awesome. Um, but, uh, so they, they go back in time to, uh, to ancient times and learn about, uh, old world ordinances. Um, and, uh, so the, the ordinances and, um, and practices of, of the saints of those days. Um, and yeah, they're, uh, they, honestly, they just do a really good job explaining <laughs> both the things that they're talking about. So I definitely recommend those. Yeah. One thing before the we videos. go on to the next one too, just in relation to that, there's a painting that's in some of the church buildings and some of the temples that uh, is not painted by an LDS artist that actually almost perfectly depicts um, kind of what our belief is on the tabernacle and things like that. So when you're at the temple or in church buildings, if you see, you know, this certain picture, maybe I'll put up a link to it. But it's just interesting how, you know, there's other people who um, who've read the Bible and studied it out and they have a similar vision of what we believe that it was, you know, doing like as far as ordinances go, si- similar, similar the to that, like the setup, yeah, similar to that. One thing, um, obviously this, we can't delve into it too much cause it's those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. One thing that, uh, I mean, I know we're, uh, we're not going to get too deep into it. Um, but just, uh, one thing that I found was pretty important, at least to me, um, that I definitely, uh, I felt the spirit as I was watching the video in the first video, um, that's in the lesson about the tabernacle itself. Um, is it just, it was describing sort of the courtyard area before you go actually into the tented area. Um, and so, uh, the tabernacle, um, the way that it's laid out is, uh, um, is meant to represent, um, sort of the kingdoms of glory and represent heaven in that way. And, uh, and so the, the courtyard area outside represents the, the terrestrial kingdom and, and represents sort of the terrestrial world, uh, the world we live in now. Um, and, uh, and there, there's the, um, the altar of sacrifice is, is out in this, uh, in this area. And so since an altar of sacrifice represents the atonement, um, it kind of reminded me where like, you know, this, um, the atonement was done in the terrestrial world. And so it was also done for the terrestrial world. And so it just in that sense, uh, at least to me and maybe to others as well, I, I would think so. Um, just that is a reminder that you're never unworthy of asking for God's help and you're never unworthy of accessing the atonement where, um, you know, worthiness is important and it, it's an important element of, uh, temple recommended views or, um, you know, using the priesthood, uh, you know, certain things are, are hindered if you're unworthy for them, but, uh, but you're never unworthy of accessing, uh, you know, this, uh, th- this critical element sort of this central element of the gospel where, uh, because of Christ, we we can return to God. Um, and so the, you know, the altar of sacrifice being out there in the terrestrial world, uh, for me was a reminder that like, I, um, no matter how much, you know, the adversary is trying to tell me, um, you know, oh, you, you messed up on, on such and such again. And because you know better, you shouldn't ask God for help because you don't deserve it. That it's a, you know, a lie that I, I get a lot about a variety of mistakes that I make. But, um, uh, but just to know that, that that's, that's exactly sort of like the wheelhouse of the atonement. It, it happened 
like on this earth. It didn't happen in heaven. It happened in the terrestrial world, and uh, and it happened for um, for the terrestrial world for terrestrial world problems and issues and sicknesses and sadnesses and sins and and uh, so that sort of thing. So that that was a big one that stuck out to me. So I just want to make sure mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit. Awesome. No, that's, that's cool. Great. And and just to kind of close it all off, I do want to bring up the the question again, where it says, "How do these ordinances point you to Jesus Christ?" Well, all these ordinances point towards Jesus Jesus Christ because, like Spencer was saying, like he did them here, right? Mm-hmm. He was baptized, which is an ordinance. Well, it all like, relates to the he, atonement, like, right? Like it all ties mm-hmm, back. Exactly, to like that. it all happens, and and it all happened here, and so that's why it points to Jesus Christ, because he was kind of the example, <laughs> not kind of. He was the example, mm-hmm. and uh, it allows us to kind of, like to, you know, relate whatever we're going through with him in a manner of, okay, he did this, so I can do this. And as I follow this, the next line of progression is this, 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 and then this. And then once he got to this stage, this happened, right? right. So once I get to this stage and I re- remain there faithfully, this should happen, that's right? right? All right. And I think that's as much as I want to go into it with ordinances. No, that's... That's perfect. I've now sparked your guys. That's perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. So the, the awesome. last section here. So watch yeah, watch the yeah videos. watch the videos. That's that's true. The last section here just says that faith requires trusting God in God's promises, which yeah I think we kind of have talked a little about a little bit through it, and I maybe it's Accidentally. yeah maybe it's a little self-explanatory too. Just that, yep, we faith is trust. You know, faith is not a perfect knowledge of things, but faith is hope, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else there is. Well, that um, that quote from uh, Sister well, Pingree, um, I might have pronounced that wrong. From she used to be in the Society of John Presidency. Um, the, the it's just a there's just a quote from her where she she references Hebrews eleven, and uh, I thought it was really heavy. Like it it was really like sombering. Um, so I, I'll just read a quick word for it, and maybe it will be heavy for you too. But uh, so it just says faith, the spiritual ability to be persuaded of promises that are seen afar off but that may not be attained in this life is a sure measure of those who truly believe. Um, and that, that's just a lot. I don't, I don't know. It, uh, like it's, it's just a lot deeper. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's a really succinct description of faith, but, uh, but I don't know. Honestly, I was like intimidated. I was like, wow, it's like, I don't know, like t- your ability to be persuaded, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, scary. Oh, Ooh. Just, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> hot. Yeah. That's hot. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I think, no, please go ahead. I think you're right there. Like it, and one of the, one of the reasons why I think it's so intimidating, not ne- necessarily like, Oh, this is really intimidating, but why it feels like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's, that's intense, I wish I yeah. thought of that is because it asks right away here. If someone asked you to de- define faith, what would you say? And like, I know my answer would be a bunch of like, well, uh, I mean, it's because it's kind of like, and then once you do this thing, like the faith, it kind of, and then. Like, you know, it, it, it comes in levels. And so it'd be like really bad and not articulated. It's like faith, it's like a little seed. When planted, it's like, so it will grow. And they'll faith be like, is like a oh, bird. Okay. And a bird has wings. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like all these dumb Comforts. examples. And uh, even though she's she's kind of got, she's had time to prepare this talk, obviously. It's funny to think like, oh, when I'm asked on the spot, like that's not necessarily a question that is like too far out there totally. to ask someone, right? Like, oh, what does faith mean to you, Keaton? Or what does faith mean to you, Spencer? And it's just like, oh, I mean, obviously I'd just, you know, go this this scripture route and be like, oh, faith is not a perfect knowledge, but ho- like hoping for things that are uh, wished for mm-hmm. and not seen sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's like, 
it's hard in some people's cases to truly describe what faith means to them because of how much it requires trusting God. Yeah. I think. Perfect. Well, I think, yeah, does anyone have anything else they want to just jump in with before we close off here? Well, I'll just I'll just carry the rest of the show on my own. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the head out. Hour. We have the braid um, hour. No, well, I think, I think it's important to remember uh, before closing it off, it says here, like, consider develop, developing your own definition of faith as you ponder the ideas in Hebrews 11. I think because we do this for people to get prepared for Sunday school, um, and I don't, I don't think next week is a Sunday school Sunday. Um, actually, it is. Oh, that's good. It totally. Oh, that's crazy is. that you know that because I can never yeah. remember. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Well, yeah, true. Wait, what calling you so, have again? Like, it totally Sunday school presidents. So that means that? like when you that's when you go is? when you go into the class, consider what what you would say um, regarding your def- definition of faith because. As a as a teacher, I could guarantee that that's probably what they'll ask. Like they'll ask this question as to the class, teacher. and I think it's important to to kind of have an idea of what what um, what you would say in order to bring you know more meat or or more substance into that that lesson because it's important to get a lot of different people's views. And I and as much as I love the scripture, and you're not going to get a better answer than the scriptures. <laughs> It, it's cool to see what other people have yeah. to say always. And, and that's the entire idea of having a cloud of witnesses. Yes. Nice call. Back. And, um, perfect. Spencer, anything you want to, you want to, yes, nicely yeah. done. Um, Spencer, anything you want to end see, off when, on? When you, when you've been doing a podcast, Oh for as my long goodness. As I, God, I'm I'm kidding, I'm I was going to say, you guys are very <laughs> smooth and I'm, I just feel very unpolished, but, uh, but no, it's, I, I, um, for, uh, yeah, just for this last bit, just to close, I guess the only thing like on my mind is like, I, I definitely have a testimony of like that God has promises for us that are to be like fulfilled in this life and some in the next life and all of the things that he can offer are available to every person and you know as far as timing or what they look like that's up to him and it's uh and it's always you know the right choice and for myself I know and I have faith in God's promises and I also often totally forget that I do have faith and and forget to trust in God's promises and uh, may, I don't know something that that I um, am learning about um, and maybe is important to uh, to remember or remind yourself about is just uh, that it's okay like like those things can coexist in in one person where you you can have a testimony in God and and you can know that he's he's blessed you in the past and uh, and still you know sometimes struggle with certain things or sometimes forget and, and worry or whatever. I know it's possible because that describes me very, <laughs> very accurately. And so, uh, so it's okay if you, you know, sometimes, you know, have doubts or whatever that, that come up. Th- those aren't indicators that, uh, um, that you're not following God anymore. But I know that he, that he has promises that he extends to each of us and, uh, and he's blessed me so much. So it would, it would just like, I couldn't like come on this podcast and not acknowledge that. So that's all that I was thinking about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for acknowledging. <laughs> That's awesome, and we're we're both super happy to have you, Spencer. That's awesome. Um, you've helped us a lot in that. You know, we needed someone to come on with us because. Thanks, Caden. You know, two or three yeah. witnesses, right? You can't have two people talking about a cloud. That's two people right. don't nice. make a cloud. Well, work. and and you know, I think it'd be wrong for us to not tie in with this scripture in Hebrews thirteen verse one. It says, "Let brotherly love continue." Aww. 
Such a hmm. it's a good note to end. But it the, not in a brotherly uh. as in like you know everyone you know all, all the you know all our listeners all of everyone not specifically just a, yeah all my brothers yeah <laughs> no no I'm kidding I'm kidding everyone yeah I get it all, everyone <laughs> yes it's true so yes thanks again for listening guys thanks thanks for sharing the podcast don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and thanks again. To, he's here right now, Lucky Bandit, Spencer Olfson, for the the great music. Do you? How would you like us to continue to include you this way on the outro? Oh no, like, no, this like this is great. Say Spencer, this is fine. <laughs> would you like just Lucky Bandit? Would you like a different? You don't name? have to say anything. You, you know, can just like, let it. Let, you, I don't know. We spent like, uh, like twenty minutes of this episode introducing me. I felt like so. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so, but we should. So we should spend half the time, or at least twenty per, or fifteen percent of the time, like as well, right? On the outro, it, it'd be nice. It's like a little <laughs> yeah. tip, right? No, no, no. It's literally all good. This is. Total so I, bookends of who Spencer is. I just want to, what he means. Yeah, I just so. want to be a part of it. That's hilarious. Uh, what you do. So awesome, yeah, Spencer. Spencer, <laughs> well, we could. Yeah, again, we're glad that you're. A we part could of outro it. you as steamed milk as oh, well. Oh wow! Right? Isn't what a callback! That's ego? awesome. Wow, I feel very embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good one. Well, we wouldn't have you going out any other <laughs> yeah. way. And so, um, yeah, like Keith was saying, don't forget to like and subscribe. I guess we'll be back with Caden again next week. If you guys missed him during this episode, but I think Spencer did a great job covering. Um, and so with that, that's uh, that's your host Braden yes. and Keaton signing Bye-bye off to you once all. again. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. See you guys later. And scene.